So it was the summer of 2022 when I found myself at a plant medicine retreat in Mexico. The seven-day retreat completely transformed my life. I had a conversation with Ruger, the founder of the MexiSoul Retreat, in a previous episode. If you haven't heard his story, I highly recommend it. It is incredible. I was fortunate enough to have a conversation with Humberto Alcala, who's the shaman from this retreat. For our conversation, he joined me from his home in Mexico. The audio from this conversation is nearly perfect. You'll see that his video cuts out a little bit, but the audio and the message behind what he is delivering is all there. How does someone who owns a construction company in California, who's also the director of a soccer club, first get introduced to plant medicine and later decide to become a shaman? I asked him if he believes in God, and I love his answer. We talk about plant medicine, religion, all sorts of things, addiction, it's all covered in today's episode of Unlimited. Check it out. Humberto, how are you today? I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, I want to preface this episode for everyone watching and listening with just hear me out. Just hear me out. What we're talking about today is different for many of us. It's unique. Uh, it's something that I experienced a year ago and it blessed my life tremendously. So if you've ever shared a business idea with someone or wanted to tell someone about someone you love or about your faith and you just wanted someone to hear you out, friends who are watching and listening, hear me out, hear Humberto out about this topic because you plant medicines are likely not what you think they are and I'll, I'll share some personal experience, how I quickly learned why they refer to these as plant medicines and not plant drugs. Okay. There's a very big difference. Very big difference. Umberto, first off, how did you first encounter plant medicines? And uh, let's start there. Uh, about nine years ago, uh, for, for pure curiosity, I, I, I watched a video that that says ayahuasca medicine for the soul and <clears throat> i mean I, I didn't quite get that get that because medicine for the soul i didn't know how that work <laughs> and i didn't know nothing about about spirituality i was I, I had construction business and also i was the sports director of a soccer club so my, my world was kind of different Plus, I didn't know there was something wrong with me. I, I felt like the perfect guy. <laughs> and I would have ego because my ego said, I want to do that. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say that I was on a search, that I was looking for something, or that that I thought that I need to fix something on me. It was you know, pure ego and curiosity. So, and, and let me tell you that I have never drink alcohol in my whole life. I don't smoke and I never try a drug. So if I would if, if listen the name drug, I, I would not done it. Right. But it says medicine for the soul. So that's what I, I you know, my curiosity took me there. And... Since I have never drink alcohol or try any drug, that was the first time that I was out of my five senses, to call it, or right. my normal state. And it shook me so hard. I mean, it's like he opened, opened something on me that, I mean, 
I didn't know, but I, I was living on anxiety and depression simultaneously. But for me, that was life. I have to press all the buttons to, to make things happen. So for me, that was normal. I right. mean, I, I didn't know that was anxiety. Right. So, but I realized that I was living on anxiety because the next day, everything feels so calm. And even traffic and everything. I mean, I was not in a hurry anymore. And, you know, I, I, I didn't know how was that, how was that like, you know, because the previous 20 years of my life, that was always pushing forward and trying to make things happen. And let me tell you, I didn't like the ayahuasca at all. I right. promised myself that I will never come back to do that. And but all of a sudden, with with the days, I realized that something happened in me. I didn't know what happened in me. It just everything feels so different. Right. And I decided to to because like after like three weeks, it's like my ideas were taking control again. So I decided to go back after a month, and I didn't like it either. But it was right. doing something that that I, that I did not understand at that point. So. I ended up uh, putting the ayahuasca once a month in my life back then. Wow. And that's how it all started. Wow. And when you say you didn't like it, um, I have personal experience, so I understand what that means. But how would you describe yeah. you not like, you You liked the benefit, how you felt afterwards, but the process just, can, can you talk a little more about what it is about it that you didn't like well first of all the vision that he gave me i mean yes. he gave me visions that i didn't know what were those right. and with the people that i started doing ayahuasca they were so concentrated on the tradition that they didn't explain you anything before or after all they do was okay blessing the, the four directions and thank you pachamama so but they didn't give me any guide Right. how to handle those functions. Right. So that's why right now I, I, I do it. The, I do the opposite. I respect yes. the tradition, but my whole focus is on the people, how to integrate that into their life, you know? Well, yes. but like, I, I didn't like it because of the visions, because of the vomiting, because, you know, my, yes. it looks like my body was, was going to turn like inside out. But I mean, and and also I was that was the first time that I was out of my normal state. So right. I mean I didn't like it at all. I it felt like a really long night. Yes. But you know, after I done it uh, two three times, if it, it started to feel different, it, it started to feel like a sacred space. It started to feel like uh, something really amazing to be able to access the subconscious mind access the all the, the access to all of this information so it took me months especially right. because i i walk in without knowing nothing about ayahuasca and, and without never being outside of my mind so right it's funny you say that because when i told people that i was going to mexico to an ayahuasca retreat many many people who didn't know what ayahuasca was were concerned that i was going to become addicted to this and Having done it, it's like that would be like getting addicted to going to the dentist or getting addicted to um, therapy or something. I mean, I can't. You do. I, I I have met people who have done ayahuasca 
to relieve themselves of addictions to food or other things, alcohol, whatever it might be. Um, so where's the space between what happened between those uh, monthly ayahuasca ceremonies that you did and your decision to become or pursue becoming a shaman? First of all, let me tell you uh, that nowadays there's a lot of information. Nine years ago, there was none information right. about ayahuasca. Right. At least in reach. And so, so now there, there is a lot of confusion. This is this cannot be more opposite to a drug. Right. I mean, it's the total opposite. Even though they are tagged into the same category, right? They cannot be more different. The the ayahuasca, the the for me, the wisdom of ayahuasca starts on the taste. Is that a pleasant taste? Okay. So you have to be humble to take the ayahuasca and to go through the nauseous and go through that, you know, the, the elevation to get to the connection. <clears throat> okay, now uh, answering your question. Uh, like I said, I start doing it once a month without right. any, I mean, I was not looking for, for becoming a shaman. Right. Uh, actually, like after three years of doing ayahuasca once a month, and sometimes a couple of times a month when, when it was available, but I, I always have to travel to do the ceremonies, either to Guadalajara or Mexico City or, or Monterey. Right. So that part, it, it gets me tired after a couple of years. Right. So I decided to do a, a retreat, an eight-day retreat of ayahuasca every day. Wow. But I was going to do it as the last time that I was going to do ayahuasca because even though at that point I loved ayahuasca, I mean, I was kind of tired of going back and forward looking for the ceremony. Right. And and I said to myself, you know, this, this is it. I'm going to do this eight, eight days. In those three years, my anxiety was completely gone. My depression, I healed the relationship, even with, with, with my dad, who passes away 15 years before I tried ayahuasca. Somehow it took me back on time. It took me back into his childhood. So that way I could understand a lot of the, the, his behaviors. So it took me to a place that, that I cannot judge him anymore. And when I stopped judging them, it was a, a, a beautiful love between me and my dad and between me and the world. Wow. So seven days into the retreat, Ayahuasca told me, you are done. You don't need to do this anymore. And I feel so relieved. I mean, <laughs> so amazing. I mean, so good. It's like, okay, you have my blessing, you can go now. And <clears throat> I was so happy. And then the next morning, I told that to the shaman. It was a Shipibo who was coming from the rainforest. It was the first time that I met a Shipibo. Then that, I mean, that's one. That was one of the reasons why I went to that retreat. Right. And the next day in the morning, I turned on my phone, all happy, and there was like so many missed phone calls and so many messages. So it, it was. It was. I mean, it was odd. So I, 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 and at that moment, my sister was calling me. So I answered the phone and she said, hey, Umberto, Umberto, you need to come back. Uh, your cousin just took his life. Oh. I mean, I have a, 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 <clears throat> I have a cousin who, who was like a brother to me. Right. We were really close. And 
So that shook me. It's, it's like, like if I put together like a puzzle of my life and that single event kind of just take it apart back. Wow. So so before I, I went to the shaman and told him, you know, I need to go back right now. There's a family emergency. And but I feel so so shook that that I told him I want to do ayahuasca just one more time. Only one more, and that's it. Right. To try to understand, to try to kind of pick up the pieces of my puzzle. Right. And so, so he said, okay, next week in Monterrey, Mexico, I'm gonna have a private ceremony. If you want to come, I can make a space for, for you. Right. So so I go back to, to, to the family you know, situation. There was a lot of guilt around somehow. I don't know why, but it was guilt on all of us. Right. Uh, things that, that we, should, we should have done, we should, we should have not done. I mean, all of these ideas that, that, that go through when, when someone really close to you uh, take these decisions. Right. So we went through that all week. And then the next weekend, I went to Monterrey. And, and in that last ayahuasca, uh, I have an encounter with him. Wow. I have a talk with, with my cousin in this vision that I have. It was, it, I mean, by that point, it was like the most amazing vision that I had so far. And it blew my mind. And I was like, I mean, what to do with this information? What to do with this vision? And at the end of that vision, when I was coming back, when I was reflecting really deep into what, what I just experienced, right. uh, the voice of the abuelita, that, that's how we call it, ayahuasca, mm -hmm. the voice of abuelita, grandmother, she told me, you're going to be a shaman. And at that moment, I got scared. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not here for that. I mean, I start like said, like say, no, 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 I'm not here for that. I am done with this. This is my last ayahuasca. So. <laughs> and then she replied, you're going to be a shaman. But n n not like giving me the order, but just letting me know. <laughs> okay, and, that's and wow. At that moment, when she said it the second time, at that moment, all of the like spiritual figures in front of me, they start to like when you are like in a carousel, you yeah. know how the horses go around you. Uh -huh. Imagine yeah. that you are at the center. So instead of the instead of the horses, they were like spiritual people. Even the the, the shamans, everybody that shared medicine with me, uh, even religious people, any any figure of a spiritual guide that that I, that I could recognize. It was in front of me, kind of going like, like in like in a carousel. Wow! And when I was looking at them and knowing that my life was so different, I told Abuelita, "I cannot be a shaman. I am not like them." And she replied, "This is why I want you to be a shaman because you are not like them." Ah! Wow! When she said that, something—I mean, it's like my resistance kind of you know, lower. Right. And I told her with all the love that I have for, for Abuelita, I told her, okay, show me. And from that moment on, I mean, the next day in the morning, I talked to the shaman and she said, well, that, that looks like a call. So if you want to do, okay, now to, 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 to look into, you know, the, the shamanic path, you need to go to the rainforest and do like at least three months of diet. 
and and that's how it all started. So six months after that, I went to the rainforest to become a shaman. Wow. And it's interesting in these experiences, like you said, it's hard to deny that that voice you hear, those those uh, messages you receive. It's uh, it would be unwise not to not to take heed and listen. And you know, it's it's uh, by their fruits you shall know them. It's a situation where the messages received are never, in my experience, never harmful. Never unkind. They're they're um, wholesome and good. Well, it is your conscience right. talking to you, guiding you. And, right. and let me tell you, I didn't know what I was in for and what was going. To. I mean, at the while I become a shaman, and but my life was still the same. I mean, even though I decided to become a shaman, I was not looking. To, to live off as a shaman, you know? Right. So I said, okay, I, I, there's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. My little jaguar. <laughs> little jaguar. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, you spent three months in the rainforest. Yeah. Let, let, let me tell you the, the the first part of those three months. Okay, I mean, it, it was like an unbelievable experience. After all, imagine this: okay. it was gonna be five thousand dollars for three months with the with the shaman. So the shaman started to pressure, "Hey, I need you to to send me the money, at least thirty five hundred dollars, so I can give money to my family because we're gonna be away." on the rainforest and I need to buy this and that and this. The day come, I fly to Lima, Peru, and then I fly to Pucalpa, Peru, which is the, the area where, where you can go into the into the jungle. Right. So I arrive into the airport with my, with my backpack and another bag. And it, it's like a small airport. So there's like a, only one flight and then a couple of hours before the next flight and like that. Right. So I arrived. I mean, the guy's supposed to pick me up. So I was there. He didn't show up. I, I wait two, two more hours. He didn't show up. Two uh -huh. more hours. Eight hours after that, he didn't show up. I was trying to call him. His phone was off. So, I mean, I, I, mean, I thought something happened to, to him. Right. So I, I walk outside and, and I start asking. They have some those motor taxis. Yeah. You know, I start asking people, do you know uh, this guy? Do you know? And, and I was asking and asking. Nobody know him. The last taxi driver, motor taxi driver, right. say, oh, we know who is. I mean, I know where he lives. So, so I feel relieved. Okay, take me. Oh, it is yeah. about. 15 kilometers from here into the jungle and stuff. Um, so he took me there. <clears throat> so it was like a like a big place, rented, you know, in the, in the rainforest, like a house with the, you know, a lot of space. Yeah. And so I knock in the door, and I see people, woman, open the door, right? And she said, "What do you want?" And and I say, "Well." I am here to because this guy is supposed to pick me up from the airport. I'm here to diet. Right. So she looks so surprised. 
and then turned uh, her head to to inside of the room and there was another guy who was her husband and she said oh he did it again <gasps> and when she said she did it again he did it again i said what he did again say he's not here he just took the money <laughs> oh so no that was, that was the kickoff of my diet <laughs> oh no i had to find another shaman short of money mad angry frustrated so that was the start oh, <laughs> and after wow. that that's what i'm saying that i didn't know what was going in for right right what happens but this happened to me and i know a couple of people that went through similar situations oh so, wow I mean, but you know those three months teach me a lot a lot i mean First of all, like I said, that anger of that frustration plus going into a diet where they take take away all of the flavors you know. They take away the salt, they take away the sugar. They, I cannot even eat fruit. Oh wow. So I mean it was a it was a, a difficult for me at that point situation. And but you know, this this medicine is so wise, but I think if that would not happen, I think I would have come back in a month, like give up. Oh. But I feel so frustrated that I say, I'm not going back to Mexico and told my friends, oh, I, I only went to the rainforest to get ripped ripped off. Right. So it's like something on my pride was activated that pushed me through the diet. So, okay. I mean, it was not a pleasant experience but it was really useful and really necessary for me to be able to accomplish those three months of dieting. So wow. like I say that beautiful man, because he gave me a lesson right. by doing that. He gave me a, the strength that I didn't know that I was gonna need. And, wow. I, and actually two weeks before the end of the diet, he showed up. So- He did? He gave me all kinds of, yeah, he, he so he gave me all kinds of explanations. And at the end, I just hear them. And I was thankful that, that he came back. So I closed the diet with him. Did he yeah. give you your money back? <laughs> nope, not a single penny. Wow. Wow. But you were in a place where you just, you learned, you learned from him and he gave you the motivation you needed. Exactly. So you forgave him. Exactly. The life doesn't have waste, even if it's something that you're hating at the moment. It's a it's a big lesson on everything we go through. So when we can open open up to different possibilities, right? Uh, everything life has no waste. Everything is useful to grow your conscience. But you know, at that point, I was by the hand of abuelita. I was doing ayahuasca every day for those three months. We start with small doses, I mean, really small doses. But uh, every night we used to see Icaros and, 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 and use the pipe with a couple of tobaccos. So I started learning how to tobacco. And, you know, so, so by the time he showed up, it's, it was, it's like, you know, I was surrendered by, by all the circumstances. Right. So the closing of the diet, it was really powerful and you know, and, and, and it, it did a lot, a lot of benefits after all. I mean, at this point of my life, even though that I've been through so many different, I mean, difficult things, 
I can bless each one of those situations because they they give me so much. Wow, that's that's beautiful. I uh, I know the answer to this question, but I imagine people watching and listening wonder, and so I'm I'm going to ask this, um, Umberto, do you believe in God? No, I know God. That is a difference. Yes, I've been on His presence. So yes. when you believe, you don't know it, but you believe on something. No, I've been into His presence, and we are always into His presence. This is He's into the air, He's into the creation. He is the creation. Well, it's, it's a long, it's a long story, but yes, I, I believe. I know him. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, one of the messages I received the first night of our ayahuasca ceremony last summer was that all of the answers are within us. So one of the things that happened was all of them. All of them. And one of the things that happened was I was laying there. So for people who haven't done ayahuasca, you you take the medicine and then you lay or sit, but you typically lay down and just kind of meditate. And the first thing I saw was um, mazes in my mind, mazes. And my mind would, they, oh, funny. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, for those listening, Humberto has a tattoo um, of a maze on his arm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that's so interesting. And my mind was trying to solve the maze like a child would, you know, just figure it out, you know, left, right, left, right, up, down, whatever. And then this idea came to my mind that I was making it too complicated. And I was led from A to B, like start to finish so much easier, so much quicker. It sounds so kind of childish and obvious, but when you get a sense from your conscience that the answers are within you and that you're making it more complicated on yourself. And when you get that knowledge and that, that, I don't know. It was in my veins. Like I understood that I was making my life harder than it needed to be. Uh, it was very powerful. Very powerful. Well, that maze is made out of your ideas or my ideas or people's ideas. So when you believe uh, with a lot of faith on those ideas and we're not willing to open, the maze is going to take us to narrow paths. Actually, this is what represents my maze. It is really dark on the bottom, and it starts to fade. Whoa! So when you start to go into into there, it starts really, really dark, right? And, and really narrow, not narrow. So when you find the balance, when you find the spirituality, the maze will disappear. That's kind of the the message of my maze, and but Whoa. exactly, I, I learned that too. That was. Uh, I was, you know, kind of that maze was made of my ideas, my my interpretations, my perspective of life. So as soon as I can just release those from my mind and using the best of them, that's how the maze starts to fade. But all of the answers, we have no idea how much information is within us. I mean, when you get access to, to this world, it's, it's so amazing. Uh, it's... Uh, we have all the peace, all the love, all, all the information that we have. And I have so much faith on humans because 
I've been doing this for, for years. I do it every weekend of my life, uh, two or three times a week. Wow. And I have never seen a human after taking ayahuasca or, I mean, during the ceremony, trying to hurt someone else or, or trying to, you know. So I, I could see that when you take ayahuasca, that maze disappear in, right. in the, the pure being that lives within us, which is who we, who we really are, right. it comes out. So, yeah, all the information is there. All the wisdom is there. Wow. That's so interesting. And I didn't, I, your tattoo is fascinating. That's a, that's remarkable. And how that tied into what I experienced. Um, Another thing that happened was I saw my, I have three children and um, I saw them and I I don't want to get into the story publicly, um, but I saw them and then I saw someone else who was also a child and I looked and it was their mother who's, who's alive. It was their mother. And she turned and she had a message for me and it changed my life. Um, and it's just the, the things it, it, it just extracted things that I needed to hear from people who I would actually listen to and trust. Yeah. I mean, I remember the day when you shared that. Yeah, it was it was so so beautiful. Oh, you remember? Like Thank you. Each one is gonna get its each one is gonna get its own personal, perfectly custom made message, and because that message, it would not make sense to me. So sure. it it gives each one the powerful message, the powerful vision to make things. Uh, transform you know especially the understanding of things right right indeed something i i talked to you about there but i'm i'm trying to get a a a broader understanding of is one of the nights in the um room where we did the ceremony there were probably i don't know eight or ten americans and then probably 20 plus maybe 30 locals. And something that I realized or recognized pretty quickly was the, the locals and we were in Jalisco, Mexico. Um, the locals would take the medicine and then pretty quickly have their meditative experience. And, and you would see the effects taking, taking hold of them. Um, I don't want to say taking hold of them, interacting with them, However, it seemed as though the American folks, myself included, we had to take a lot of it and wait hours before it would impact us. Um, Is that your experience? And if so, why do you think that's the case? Well, usually Americans take double as Latin American people, take twice as much ayahuasca to connect. Even I share on Germany, Germans take even a little bit more ayahuasca. Wow. I can measure it by, by race, how, how many right. cups that they will take. I mean, it's just my guess because some Americans with one cup, they have a beautiful experience. So Mexicans, they need five. So I'm just, I'm not saying that it is uh, like a rule. Sure. But sure. for me, my understanding is because Latin America, we still have the connection 
with the magical thinking because we we grow up hearing about the Aztecs. We hear up uh, hearing about Quetzalcoatl or Kukulkan. So we are so connected with, with the magical thinking. The magical thinking is the, the pathway, I mean, the doorway to the to the conscience. And I am also an American citizen. My whole family lives on the US. So oh. I, I could understand I, I could understand the difference between those cultures because I have those two cultures in me. Right. And in the American, I mean, like all of my family, all my nephews, they are all Americans. So they are, there's a, like a more solid structure on their mind. We are, I mean, the Americans are so focused, so programmed through the information. And you are this and you are and you are and you could be. So the maze, it's a lot more strong that uh, the Latin American maze. The, I mean, we are, we are there with the magical thing, thinking. I mean, we can access a little bit easier. And the more structured the society is, the harder it is to get to leave that structure, you know, to, to kind of surrender that structure. Because, for example, in the America, the word surrender, uh, it's a no, no, we, we don't surrender. Oh. But on the spiritual surrendering it's is the is the is the key to to access you're not surrendering to now nobody you surrendering to yourself you surrendering to to just what it is you know that that's wow. kind of my interpretation of this wow yeah that makes a lot of sense one of one of these ceremonies we did i think i'm pronouncing it right is uh samadhi samadhi yeah and um You've done many ceremonies between, you know, now and a year ago, but what happens uh, for people who aren't familiar with this is you take uh, two doses of medicine. You take one and then an hour or two later, you take the second one and it's a different experience than ayahuasca, but Umberto, I don't know if you remember, but I went up and you gave me both. Everyone else got one. You gave me both. And I said, are you sure I take these both now? And you said, yes. And so I took them. And, and afterwards I told everyone like, oh, I had a different experience than you guys because I took them both at the same time. And they're like, are you sure? No, like I definitely did. In what scenario would you do that? Like why? I, I've wanted to ask you for a year. Why? Uh, I share the medicine out of a sensation, out of a connection. When I smoke the people at the beginning, when I do the smoking, yeah, I create a connection with each one. Right. So, I mean, let's say 80% of the people, I give, I give the same amount. But there is always people that I give a little bit less or a little bit more. Usually it is one or two out of a ceremony. In that case, you were the only one that, that I decided. Obviously, seeing the, your strength seeing your capacity i'm not saying that you that you are more than the others but somehow my, my sense asked me to to give you the, the... well I, I was saying that, that i just uh do it out of uh impulse you know out of uh just what i felt in that moment is that it's not like i'm planning to do in this i am planning i don't plan anything i just at that moment i decide Wow. Well, it was one of the most transformational moments of my life 
because everyone else um, kind of lays there and meditates. After 30 minutes, I got up and I sat outside and I began to uh, vomit. And um, I actually, the next day, if you're watching, if people are watching, they can see this. The next day I took a photo of where I sat. Um, I sat there for hours and hours and hours vomiting. Um, but it wasn't like I was vomiting food. I was vomiting toxins or something else. It was unlike any experience I've ever had. And in that I'm sitting there with my sandals off, digging my toes into the dirt. And I heard a voice and the voice said, there you are. And I, I thought about it and I said, well, what do you mean there I am? And they said, the distractions are gone. The TV's gone. Your ego's gone. The bad food is gone. It's just us. And it's a voice I've heard before in my life, but it was so transformational. And I mean, it brought me through experiences that my subconscious held on to, but my consciousness, it's, a, it's as though my consciousness said, Justin, we need to tuck these things away if you want to survive. And so those things were tucked away for years, you know, I mean, a lifetime of things tucked away out of a survival instinct, the survival technique. And in that moment, all of those things came up and almost out, right? And uh, it changed me. Well, when your conscience to take full control of you, when the mind is not controlling anything, your body will start to expose all of those toxins. And it's gonna you're gonna be restructured at a cellular cellular level. So it, it goes so deep. And the, the way we we structure in this case Mexisone, we do as an ayahuasca ceremony, we do the samadhi experience, and then we do we, we close with another ayahuasca ceremony. In the analogy that I use, ayahuasca, if you if you picture uh, a mountain in front of you. That mountain is made out of all of the information within you, all of your memories, all of your situation, your circumstances, your ideas uh, from these lives and from lives before you, from past lives. So Samadhi is going to give you, is going to develop the wisdom to climb that mountain. Samadhi, I mean, Ayahuasca will give you the wisdom to, to climb. It's gonna take you into the, the caves. It's gonna show you the rocks. It's gonna go through each, each one of those items of that mountain. The Samadhi will take you to the top. And from the top, you're gonna to be able to have the whole, the whole view of the mountain. But it's not easy to many people to be on top of the mountain. That's why I decided for you to have that experience. Not because you're more special than anybody else. Just you're just as special. But at that moment, that's what I decided, and, and we can see the results. And then the, the third night, we go back to ayahuasca because ayahuasca was, was going to help you integrate the top mm -hmm. of the mountain. You know, mm -hmm. so that's kind of that's how I, I I put it together when we do it as a retreat. You know, right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I'm reminded of what you said in the beginning, how you appreciated when you first 
uh, tried ayahuasca, you appreciated the benefits, but you did not enjoy the experience. And that's definitely my experience with the Samadhi as well. Like I, I am sincerely forever grateful for that experience, uh, for what, for what I got out of it, but the process, you know, at first it's like going to hell. I mean, it's the worst. And then you climb that mountain and you see everything and say, okay, okay. Now I understand. Yeah. It's, it's like in my case, I, uh, when I went to the rainforest, if someone would have told me what, what I was going for, I will not go. Right. But this right. part of the mystery, and this is the beauty of this path of the, of the, of the, uh, plant medicine that it is a mystery is always going to be you you can receive the most beautiful gift that you cannot even imagine or you can get like the you know like a really hard experience but that is the mystery so it can show you how to just put away your expectations and go in humble because you don't know what's what is what's in there for you the only thing that you can be sure of is that it's going to transform you. I mean, yes. it's going to find a way to transform you. How? We don't know. And our mind always said, if I like it, it's good. If I don't like it, it's bad. In this case, the conscience makes no difference. Uh, it does what it needs to do for you to, to, to understand or to remember your wisdom. So, like I said, the conscience, he, he could use the light or the darkness, but somehow it's going to help you. Right. Right. Absolutely. It finds a way every time. The one thing I didn't do mm -hmm. is the, uh, the Bufo. I did not do the Bufo. Um, what is that experience like for those well, who are unfamiliar? Okay. Now, uh, following the analogy, uh, the mountain, the, the ayahuasca will give you the, the, the wisdom to climb. The Samadhi will take you to the top. Now imagine that in that top, there's an infinite swing. That is the buffo. It's a it's a really powerful uh, connection to the unknown. Uh, it is the strongest DMT on planet Earth, which is the DMT uh, five meo, mm -hmm. and it's a quick experience. Most of the people last about twenty minutes. That's like the great average, and your mind rarely goes with you so it's like a little death and rebirth so it's a it's a really liberating experience it's a really powerful experience and it's gonna it's gonna bring out the deepest of the emotions right. actually mike tyson he has a lot of interviews talking mm -hmm. about the buffo because buffo was the medicine that get him out of the violence out of the all of his Life situations. Remember that life Mike oh, yeah. Tyson, the boxer. Oh yeah. He went through a lot of uh, you know personal episodes with violence yes. with, with all of this. Bufo was the medicine. Also ayahuasca. But he, he talks about the bufo as the one that shook him completely. Wow. Wow. It's uh it's amazing how many miracles have come out of plant medicine. I mean, Mike Tyson. You have um. You have Ron White. He's a famous comedian. He he was an alcoholic for decades and went to a retreat somewhere. And uh, he he sobered up immediately after. I mean the the 
the benefits of, of plant medicine are so immense and absolutely not what I initially thought it was. In addition to Mexisol, where else do you uh, share the medicine? Well, uh, I share medicine in San Diego, California, Sacramento, California, Chicago, Las Vegas, Houston. Uh, I used to share at Washington, at El Paso, uh, Toronto, Canada, uh, Paris, France, London, England, Madrid, Spain, Barcelona, Aachen, Germany, uh, Geneva, Swiss. Wow. Uh, oh, Cali, Colombia, Peru, Lima, Peru. So, yeah, I, I go to many places. And, and many places within Mexico. Mexico City, Tijuana, uh, Puerto Escondido, Mazatlán. I'm going to Monterrey. So my agenda is is, is really diverse. So I go into so many. I, I, I have shared medicine in Poland. I have invitations for Romania. So, wow. you know. Wow. Wow. I, I've lived in the UK for two and a half years. It's such a lovely place. Yeah, I, I was there last April. It was really amazing to know the wisdom of the of the people. Because I'm always there to share medicine, but I'm, I'm also there to appreciate a culture and to receive receive also wisdom from, from everywhere that I go. I, I, there's something that, that I can that I can learn right. from the people, from the memories of the people, with the connection that I create that I create with people. I can, you know, I can feed myself with with some information. So it is beautiful. Oh, so you're not uh, interesting. You're you're speaking of um, not just the things people speak to you, but you're connecting with them on a higher level, and you're gaining wisdom from them on a on a spiritual unspoken level. Is that, am I understanding correctly? Yes, of course. Just to be into that presence, uh, ayahuasca will show me things about them. Not to, not to, not, the only reason that I, that, that things are shown to me is for, for me to understand them. Also, the circles of work, they share a lot of the, the, their experience. So there's different ways for me to, to, to get a better understanding of humans. Wow. And the more I understand humans, the more I understand myself. And vice versa, the more I understand myself, the more I understand others. And, and, and I can see why they see that we are all one. And yeah, we are all one. Because in the essence, you can go to any country, you can go to any, any form of life. You could be famous or not famous. You could be a criminal or an enlightened people. In the essence, there's you always find the same, the same wise, peaceful human. In the surface, into that maze, there's I mean, we, we can see all the all the, the the ways of life. But on the inside, we are only one conscience. Wow. Wow. Imagine if everyone who could benefit from these things, which I, I it's probably everyone, but imagine if everyone who could benefit from these things had access to them. Yeah, you, you know, how much different would the world be? Yeah. Well, in, in this perfect balance that life creates, if we would use all of the ayahuasca, all the peyote, all the samadhi, all of the if we would use all of the indigent medicine all of the ancient medicine, 
plant medicine. If we would use it simultaneously, only 5% of humans will be access to that medicine. It's not enough for all of us. Uh, and like I said, the nature knows why. Only 5% will get an access to through this way because so many other people will, will gonna get access through meditation or through the their passions or through even through their religion. There's so many ways to access the conscience and, and all of those are necessary to balance each other. I mean, nature, wow. God is so amazing ways that he, 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 he creates so many paths for so many forms of understanding people. No one is better than the other. Plant medicine is not better than a religion, it's not better than the meditation and vice versa. Religion is not better than plant medicine nor meditation. It's just different ways, different petals of the same flower, different, uh, you know, each, each way, it's a really personal, uh experience uh you know it transforms each one of it depends any any path any religion that I, that you decide to take or even no plant religion no meditation and no and, and no no plant medicine no religion and no meditation it that that's also another way you know because it is it, it's a it's a longer way but it is a way all the ways eventually is going to take us to conscience. So, I mean, nature, it, it has no hurry for nothing. So it's creating the future wisdom and it's creating the, the present wisdom simultaneously, uh, feeding ourselves from the past experiences. Yeah, you just... Yeah, so everything you, is sacred. Wow, yeah. Yeah, you blew my mind because oft, oftentimes when we find a way as humans, when we find a certain way, be it plant medicine or, or religion or meditation or whatever, we feel like that is the only way. And we, you know, plant that flag and we say, this is the one, this is the one, but you're saying that those who access plant medicine, this is just one of many ways to access consciousness. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Conscious, conscious itself is going to find a way for you. Even if it's a really rough way, it's gonna find the way for you. So everything is sacred. Everything is pulling us forward to 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 wisdom, to to an awaken. But it's going little by little, little by little. Some people they say, "Oh, you you guys are cheating because you you use plant medicine." No, we are not. Those plant medicines were created by nature for a reason. And for people like in my case that, that I I'm I'm from a urban background I don't have the time to to sit eight hours to meditate <laughs> I don't have the the, the resources to, to, to do it on a different way so that's why nature provide you know this kind of medicine to to for you to to be able to access some other people they have a different amount of time or different culture that is going to guide them through that so at the end. I used to think that this this is making me a better man until I realized no, I'm not a better man. I'm a different man. No better than, than no better than me yesterday and no better than any other human being. Because we always we're doing the best we can. 
So with the information and with the feelings that we have and with the circumstances that we have, so this is not about being better. This is about finding ourselves or uniqueness. That, so if I think that what I do is better than what a, what a criminal does, I am, <laughs> I am falling into this first square. I'm going back to the first step that I gave into spirituality. This is not about being better. This is about finding ourselves and pulling ourselves as a, as a, I mean, I'm not going to say as a race, but as a human race, not as a Mexican or American or black or sure. white or Asian, no, as a human thing. So until we find that the way to, to start connecting with, with, with all, and not only humans, but also all forms of life, when we find that balance, and then uh, we're going to kind of find the path, not by being, not by being better, hmm. but by finding an easier way to conscience, a more kind way, um, you know, like a uh, unique. It's just a matter of finding or uniqueness through anything, through religion, meditation, through a passion, through a, a disbelief or an excessive belief. We all going to find our way. Life is gonna give us the circumstances somehow to regain our beautiful power without feeling more powerful than an ant or a bird. You know, each one has his own unique power. Wow. Well said. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, for those interested in, in, um, seeing what dates you add and are at in which countries, what's the best way to find that information? Well, I am on Facebook. My name is Humberto Alcalá, H-U-M-B-E-R-T-O-A-L-C-A-L-A. And I have a Facebook page. And like every three months, I post six months out of my agenda. Like right now, I, I already posted on my, uh, on my pa Facebook page the rest of the year mm. and maybe in a couple of months i'm gonna post the first six months of 2024 which i already have but it's just a matter of i, I don't want to you know publish a year ahead i sure. try publish sure. four or five months ahead i only i, I start publishing because people ask me hey i want to know where you're gonna be because what i do i mean i don't i don't want to promote this you know, I don't want to disadvertise it or feel like I'm trying to convince people for doing it. No, no, no. I just post my date. I didn't even put that, that it is about ayahuasca for, you know, because you know, this is someone that people have to find you, not you look for them, you know? Ah, yes. And not in a way, but in a, you have to be part of the, the, the path of someone that kind of finds you. I'm, I'm, it's not like I am looking for people. Right. I am saying welcome to anyone. Right. Right. But they have to find the connection and the desire because when it gets difficult, exactly. when it gets difficult, <laughs> you, you have to be the one. Yeah. You have to be the one internally to know that I signed up for this. Like your experience um, exactly. with, your th with your three months. Fasting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
I signed up for it, and so I cannot blame anybody else by myself. I mean, blame nothing because all all you're gonna get is benefit, even if you don't understand, even if you think, oh, that was awful, the benefits are gonna be there. I mean, even if we don't understand, because these plants are so amazingly wise that they're gonna find a way to 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 give you what you need, not what you want. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I fully agree. Yeah. Well, Umberto, thank you again for your time. Um, I'm, I'm so thankful that I met you last year and I'm so thankful for your time today and um, the wisdom that you've imparted me and, and sincerely that experience in Mexico will forever blessed my life. And I, I look forward to seeing you in person again soon. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for the invitation for the, for the talk. And yeah, I hope to see you in the future. Likewise. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, my brother. Have a beautiful day. You as well. Thank you. Bye-bye.